0: Think about things. And Carrie gave you a lot of examples, but what can you do that's going to push you beyond what you have been doing? I hate to just keep bringing up relatives, Carrie. I mean, I'm not going to bring up any names, of course, but I can think of a couple of our relatives that just gone through decades of their life, never trying anything new, never doing anything different, just letting their lives pass them by without ever stepping out of their comfort zone. And it's so sad because it's a waste Welcome to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And of course, I guess I should start making you the official co host, Carrie. But Carrie is joining me uh, (laughs) once again to help me with this
1: subject. Thank you, Carrie, for being here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just a moment. I need to update my resume to include podcast co host. It's official. Can I get a name tag? Oh, can I get a name?
0: <laughs> you know, speaking of name tags, I love learning people's names, but I don't want to get busted looking at their name tag.
1: Right. People need to put them up higher so I can just do the nice glance and a backup. Yeah. <laughs> and that way, when you say, I
0: don't know, Sally, it just sounds like you just know it instead yes. of being awkwardly looking at their name tag. I love when people wear name tags because I love to learn names.
1: I love name tags as well. I loved when I was a nurse making up names inappropriately for (laughs) patients because I could not remember. Other nurses would be like, you know, Mr. Smith in room two. And I'm like, Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith. Oh, you mean pancreas guy. Oh, you mean liver guy. Like I got to remember that, but I couldn't remember their names. I have to go in there and look on the board. And I was terrible
0: about that. And in nursing, they, I know when I went through the program uh, years ago, they wanted you to do Mr. and Mrs. You know, like they were big yes. on that, you know, and so I don't know if that's yeah. still the case, but.
1: And it depends on what part of the country you're in, by the way, mm. because when I was in Texas and down here in Kentucky, people are Miss miscarry. Can you do this Miss miscarry? But, and my, my students would call me that in different, like when I taught in Texas, but Christy, when I taught in Idaho and Washington, totally different. They would call me Mrs. Whatever or carry and it was not and in, in the south it's understood they're not going to call me just my first name so it's just regionalism it is and it's um
0: i do miss that about the south how um, how polite children and just people in general are i love that about being in the south yeah i agree so today you guys were talking about pushing past being comfortable so yes I, and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to title this podcast yet, but, uh, I will say that, that, uh, I've, it was kind of brought back to my attention. I have a neighbor. You guys know I talk about my neighbor, Chris Geffen, a lot. Uh, he's really great. He's a, a longtime veteran bodybuilder and a competitive athlete, you know, a 225-pound Ironman and ultra marathon athlete, and he's just wow. amazing, and he's just been in the industry a long time. Well, he had brought back up to me, uh, or when I was following him on social media or something, he said, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that I said something to him about, well, it's raining outside. I don't want to go out there. And he said, well, it's a good thing your skin is waterproof, huh? And it <laughs> was like, you know, and we
1: we want to talk to you today about mm, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. It's such a great topic, Christy. And we are not. Let me make this clear: we are not talking about Golden Corral. And eating till you're uncomfortable. (laughs) We're not talking about that kind of uncomfortable. We don't want you to push past the, oh man, one more bite and I almost died. They had to roll me out. We're not talking about that. We're talking about being okay with it not being okay. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. And I think that if you had a growing up, if you were raised to not always get what you wanted and work for what you had, you're more used to that. But I think we sort of are. And I say we, because I do it to my own daughter who's still at home. We are raising not all everyone, but a generation of people that are just used to everything being a little bit easy. And I think things need to be a little bit tough. I really do. We keep lowering the the standards. I know that Brandon, your husband who's active
0: duty army and who 's been in the army for over twenty years twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty four years I hear him in frustration say oh, that they 'll lower the standards for certain yes. things and he said we 're just softening the army, and I know that that is uh, you know police force uh, you know the standards are getting lower and lower to get into the police academy and to get into the military and we are we 're softening our kids we 're softening our soldiers we 're softening
1: our And to a degree, I mean, it's true. And I think that it is this idea of we don't want our kids to be uncomfortable. We don't want our grant, we don't want them to be uncomfortable. And Christy, this has never been more true. Let me think before I bring this up. If I think this person will listen to this podcast, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm probably safe mentioning this. Okay. And of course, now all of our relatives that listen to this will be like, well, she's talking about me. Um, <laughs> but we have a relative. You're not as close to this person, but this person is never uncomfortable. And it only takes going out to eat or on vacation with this person, both of which I've done. I went on vacation once and out to eat a lot. You'll think about it. You'll figure out who it is. Um, and yep. And they don't like being uncomfortable at all. So even if it is, I wanted a full glass of ice with my iced tea. Okay. For those of you that are listening, I'm holding up a glass or it is, well, but I want a side of guacamole and a side of beans, but I don't want this, but I want this kind of salt. It's that it's never. And even like I'm too hot, I'm too cold. They don't want to be overly hot. They don't want to be overly cold. They don't want to be inconvenienced and they're very nice people. That's not it. It is this sense of They've never had to experience what it's like to be uncomfortable ever. And it's evidenced in the way they, they're very, again, they're very nice at a restaurant, but it's that same thing. Sometimes you don't get what you want at a restaurant and that just needs to be, I'm not talking about them burning your steak and you being like, Oh, it's okay. It's burnt. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about maybe you have a few less ice cubes in your drink than you need, but it's not the end of the world. It's no tolerance for anything other than this standard. Does that make sense? Well, that,
0: that's what I was going to say is there's just, a, there's just no tolerance. There's zero tolerance. And to bring up Brandon again, uh, you know, he has been through so many uncomfortable things. I mean, that's what it is being in the army. You know, he was brought up old school army that anytime he's uncomfortable, you just never hear him complain because yes. it's just like how it is. It just, he just accepts it. It's not even a, not even a thing.
1: It's just like Christy when you do your Instagram, and this reminds me, you of course, I have always I've maintained that Christy is the female version of my husband, but uh it's the same thing. You'll see Christy in her Instagrams. She's out in the freezing cold in a top and her pants doing, you know, her burpees. Is she cold? Yes. Is she gonna die? No. It is the same idea. Brandon will be outside working and he'll be dripping sweat because he's just a sweater, you know, he's a kind of person that sweats. And to me, I'd be like, "Okay, just a minute. I'm going to go change my shirt. Like I'm I'm really sweaty. Like or I just want to pull my hair back and he just keeps moving." So even if you're uncomfortable, it doesn't affect the way you perform. You just keep moving forward. And it's a mentality, Christy. You have it, he has it, and I've met people like this. They just are like, "Okay, well it is what it is. I can't change it. You just go. Right. And I actually
0: look for ways to be uncomfortable. If I see that it is particularly cold outside, like when we go to the cabin, for example, and I, so there is, we were talking about our relative who is just never wants to be inconvenienced ever and has zero tolerance for anything less than exactly what she wants. Then we have physical uncomfortableness. And so I, whenever I go to the cabin, I know it's just runs colder there. I always look for a chance to go out into the cold and push myself to do my workouts while I'm in a sports bra and short shorts because I, I like to see what I can endure and I like to see how tough I am. I like
1: to just kind of continue to push myself. There's this guy named Wim Hof. W I M H O F. I follow H-O-F-F. him online. Yeah, I follow him too. So he is, is he Swedish, Christy? I don't know what is, but he's something. Like he's that. something. He's somewhere far away from where we are, and he does this whole. He has a whole teaching around. You guys have heard of the Wim Hof method? It's a way of breathing. I mean, they even injected him with like E. Coli, and he didn't get sick because of his immune system being so cold. It's based around being able to submerge yourself in ice cold. Now, Christine, and I first heard about this idea at least. The first time I remember hearing about it was at a Dr. Hyman conference. And we go in there and they're like, Yeah, if you want to, it was Dave Asprey. Remember that, Christy? Mm-hmm. And he said, If you want to challenge your body and kill off the crappy mitochondria that aren't doing their job, turn your shower to cold every day for two, you know, as long as you can a minute, two minutes, whatever. And then you, you know take it off and then you turn it back on you you know that kind of idea and it was challenging your body to be uncomfortable and i thought he was crazy i was like if you think i'm going to stand in a cold shower you got another thing coming but the idea appeals to me and then i learned about Wim Hof which is i mean he has people like diving into ice cold lakes and it's not about It's about making yourself uncomfortable for the sake of pushing past it and developing a mental strength that is beyond what you thought you could do. So I started doing the ice cold ice baths. I go to this-
0: yeah, I go to the spa sometimes uh, as to take a little break, and they have an ice bath there. And so I've gotten up to three minutes. I used the whole four days that I was there, the last couple mm-hmm. times I was there, to submerge myself in this ice bath. And um, it is all mental. Let me tell you, it's amazing yes. what you can do when you really put your mind to something and breathing, because that initial when you get down into the cold water initially, you yeah. will, you, it takes your breath away. That's why a lot of people, when they fall into the ice, you know, like they break through the ice and they fall in the water, they will drown, not because of the ice cold water. It's because of the fact that they, <gasps> they do that and they suck yes. in a big, you know, they aspirate or asphyxiate how, whichever a word that is. And so the moment you go in, is the moment where you have to breathe very, very deep. And so I learned this from Wim Hof and I've been, and from Chris Gethin. and I've been doing that. And I, so I started with one minute, then I went to two minutes. And then by the end of the week, I was up to three minutes. And man, it's all in your head. There's so much in your head that you can really control. What do you feel like when you come out of it? Well, what I've been doing is going from the ice into the, either the hot tub, or um, into the hot sauna and like 130 degrees. And so it feels like little ice picks all over my, when I go from the cold to the hot, it feels like little ice picks, but you're not going to die. It's not like you can't walk. I mean, I'm not staying in there so long that my limbs have gone numb and they have to carry me out. It's only three minutes. It's not that bad. But I think about my boxing rounds or three minutes and you've got to endure so much pain during a boxing round and you have to, mentally you have to be able to relax your body you have to mentally stay keep up with your game and not let your head get too worked up and so I was thinking Christy it's just one round like you're fine it's all what you tell yourself because you can handle more than what you think so when I get out of that ice water and go right into the heat I it just feels like little pricklies but it only lasts like 20 seconds and then you're
1: back to feeling normal When we lived in Alaska, this reminds me of kind of the same thing. When we lived in Alaska, we would go out on the glaciers and you can only do it in the winter because the river was completely frozen and otherwise you would die trying to do it in the the summer. You couldn't get out there. And I would be cold and I would say to myself, well, you're going to be cold and then you aren't when you warm back up. Like it's going to be okay. Okay you're not. And I think just changing the way I thought about it instead of, Oh my gosh, I'm so cold. Cause you are legitimately cold. Let me tell you, it's not like, it's not like it's 30 and you're like, I'm a little bit chilly. Like it's cold. It's blowing wind cold. And I would say, well, you're going to be cold. And when I changed my way of thinking, Christy, it became more tolerable. It's just, and I think also starting on with exercise made a big difference too. It, yeah, you're, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. And then it'll be over and you're going to be fine. And I think kind of shifting, if you guys can start to shift your mentality, is why, what's interesting to me is this is why people don't like the one rule in code red where we don't eat at night because they don't want to be uncomfortable. We're so used to... Being uncomfortable and shoving some chips in or being uncomfortable and eating some cashews, being uncomfortable and having a glass of wine, being uncomfortable and eating some cheese. My instructor for the workout class I go to said, I said, well, I don't eat past a certain time. I was just mentioning it. I wasn't bragging. And she said, well, what do you do in the evenings? Mm. And I thought it's somebody that clearly is not hungry, clearly not hungry, but spends that time trying to fill it up with other things, which is just so interesting to me. What? What? Like. Right. And you don't want to be uncomfortable.
0: Snickers Milky Way, which is owned by Milky Way, came up with a brilliant campaign called Hangry. And what they do, and they've made just a boatloads of money off of Hangry. And of course, they do these incredible commercials and advertisements about what happens when you're hangry, which is a mixture of the word hungry and angry. And people, when you get too hungry, then it slips over into you're just mad and you're raging. And we have made fun of this, and we've made this okay. And of course, in the Snickers commercial, they've given people the candy bar and they've said now you feel better and then they go back to their normal self <laughs> and I, um, that is so disturbing to me it's not funny because we have perpetuated this thought that being hungry is bad and it is uncomfortable when you get hungry and your stomach starts to growl I mean those that's when the magic happens What? that's when the good things happen to your body that's when the fat burning happens but Katie bar the door if anybody feels hungry and they've got to eat right now well that was never what our ancestors went through They never had to eat right now. They ate whenever there was food. So they were hungry a lot. But
1: boy, we are not. We're we're surrounded by food 24-7. And I do think that that rule is one of the biggest sticking points for Code Red with most people. They cannot imagine a world where they don't put something in their their mouth the minute that they get a little bit kind of grumbly. They just shove something in. I remember learning about this a long time ago, back when I still had a weight problem. Do you remember Gwen Shamblin, Christy? Uh, no. (laughs) So Gwen Shamblin, way back in the day, uh, she had a bunch of problems, and I don't think she's uh, in favor anymore. But a lot of the things that she, I mean, she's probably fine, but I don't think her ideas are being preached. She had a like out of Egypt series about eating and her idea was, and she was thin naturally and she had a nutrition degree. She wasn't thin naturally. She was thin in, you know, teaching this. And what she said was, I can have beans. I just can't have a whole bowl. You have a bite and if you're satisfied, you're good to go. And it was the idea of not letting your body control you. And she would say, get hungry, but let it pass. It'll come back around it'll go away after a while and that was such a foreign concept and we're talking like the 90s early 90s when these or mid 90s when these ideas were coming out and i was like So when I'm hungry, I just let it pass. And she would say, embrace it. Be okay with the growly tummy. And that's, again, what Christy's teaching. It's okay to be hungry. It's going to go away in about 20 minutes. And guess what? It'll come back around. Now, are we suggesting you starve yourself? No, we're not saying that. But we're saying it's like Ann Marie will go, Mama, I'm so hungry. And I'll think, I know when the last time she ate was drink some water. And we're on our way somewhere. And we get there, you can eat. Like it's. It's okay. And why have we got this idea that we don't want our children? Like, I might be hungry. Ah, ah, here's a Lunchable. Oh, I might be hungry. Ah, here's a bag of grapes. My God, I don't want you to experience that for even
0: five minutes. Right. You're right. And by the way, the hunger only lasts about four minutes for me. Is five it four? minutes maybe. Okay. It's not. I thought it was like 20 of, minutes for some reason. 20 minutes of pure torture of your stomach just going raw. You know, yeah. I have a friend that I've been friends with for several decades. She's 60 now, 6'0. Six and um, she says, we talk about exercise all the time. And she says, I just hate to sweat. Ugh, I just hate to sweat, but I want to be strong. And I'm just so amazed by that, that she is so hates the sweat, hates the sweat. I mean, really? it's so good for you to, it's so good for you to sweat, but she absolutely will not do exercise because she just despises actually sweating. And it's just, it's beyond me, you know, but I know people like that. They don't want to,
1: I guess they don't want to sweat. I just find that so interesting is that people that have, that get up at the same time. And again, I love schedule. I love regularity. They get up, they read the paper, they have this happen. They have that happen. They eat this for breakfast. They shut this down. They walk out here. I mean, it's the same thing every day. Never do they push themselves beyond their bounds. Never do they say, okay, I walk a mile every day. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sprint to that mailbox or I'm going to power walk to that where I see that doghouse. And then today I'm going to try something different. Is it comfortable? No. It's just like when Chrissy made me stop wearing boot cut jeans. And start wearing skinny jeans. Was it comfortable? No, but it needed to happen. It needed to happen way before I actually started doing it. But it's the whole point is that, and then of course, you know, with the aftermath of the pandemic, somebody had a meme and it said, none of you guys have ever had, never had the government mess up your plans. And it shows, it's true, we don't wanna be uncomfortable, we don't wanna be inconvenienced. And of course, this reaches farther than that. But I'm talking about the initial, well, I can't get my hair done, I can't get my nails done. It's like, man, well, you're a military wife. You're used to never knowing when things are going to be, you're, you're always kind of uncomfortable. Well, what do you do without your stuff? Well, you sleep on the floor. It's okay. It's right. only for a couple of nights. It's that same idea, Christy, of just not wanting to be uncomfortable. And I think it leads back to the epidemic with weight that we have in this country. I really do. Right. I have a
0: uh, fitness and health coach.
1: Yes, I have
0: a coach, and it's funny because he just sent me a new workout, and <laughs> I've been on this. I've been on my workout for seven weeks, and my golly, here and I was just starting to get good and get used to my workout, and here comes a new workout, and it's nasty. And he Is it? said oh, it's nasty. And he said, um, I figured a sick girl like you would like this, you know, <laughs> And it, it's awful. And so here I am just now getting good at my last workout. It's taken me seven weeks to really get it down. And he's changing it up again. And it's so funny to me. And it's, I'm going to be so trashed. I'm going to be so broken after this. And when I say broken, I mean it in a good way, certainly not injured or in pain, but Definitely my my ego and my mental because I was really starting to get a little bit full of myself. Like, look at how well I'm doing this workout. And what does he do? He's making me uncomfortable and he's taking it down to a different notch. Same thing with my diet. He's got me on a, a different kind of nutrition plan that's going to yield itself. And again, exercise has nothing to do with weight loss. And you have to find what works for you. And it helps me to have a nutrition and a health coach because even the best surgeon can't operate on himself or herself. So he's changed it up again. Just as I was really getting it down. He is saying, okay, this is what I want you to do. This, this, and this. And I'm like, oh man. And another thing I was going to say is um, I was recently, and let me say it again, just because I can't stress enough, exercise has nothing to do with weight loss. So I do want everybody at maintenance to exercise when you get to goal weight, but getting to goal weight, don't worry about it for right now. Just the other day, I said to Miles, I'm looking at doing another difficult run. And he said, oh, really? And I said, I'm thinking about going from here to here and then having you pick me up. And I was going to run a portion of the way to the cabin and have him pick me up on the way, me and Annabelle. And the reason I chose this route is because it has hills and it's difficult and it's a very long, steep climbs. It's difficult in a lot of different ways. And the bottom line is I'm trying to find different ways of pushing myself, different things I've never done and to see if I can do it. And I encourage you guys to push yes. yourselves. It doesn't need to be a, a 7, 8, 10-mile run. It doesn't need to be that. In fact, I don't suggest you even do that. And I do want to see how well you'll do in an ice bath. I would love for you to, not even an ice bath. Let me take it down a, a notch even lower. How about well, next time you take a shower, you turn the nozzle on cold and you count to 60 while you're standing with your face under that cold water. I promise you, you can do it.
1: You can do hard things. I do hard things. I have told myself that so many times. I do hard things. I do hard things. Is it perfect? No. Does it have to be, I'm going to go to the CrossFit games? No. Does it mean I'm going to do a 30-day fast like Jesus? No. But you can do hard things in your own realm. And guys, the one thing I want to hit on really quickly is what happens metabolically when Mm -hmm. you challenge yourself. What's happening on a cellular level? Christy and I are not just saying this because we want to just make you into, we're not, we're not doing that. Of course, we do think it does make you into a better person, but there is something that happens on a cellular level. Guys, you, your DNA, your mitochondria, your powerhouse of your cells. This is actually true. I'm not making this up. Some of them work really well. Okay, and they're just like young and they're out there and they're working really hard. And some of them are like, yeah, whatever, we're working, we're not putting out very much power, we're like a half dead battery, you know, you put it on your tongue to test it. Ah, we used to, that when we were kids. Anyway, so they're just not working really well. Now, when you challenge yourself physically, when you get in that ice bath, when you maybe sprint a little bit, when you um, stand at the, at the stove, when you're doing your uh, husband's breakfast and you do 20 squats or a knee lifts, or you get your heart rate up for a little bit, or you choose not to eat for a little bit, or you say, Hey, I'm going to stop eating and I'll eat tomorrow at some point. And again, I'm, I'm just making these things up. You guys understand what I mean by hard things. I'm not telling you all to do these things. I'm just giving you examples. When you do a hard thing like that, what happens is the mitochondria that are not doing a good job that are not efficient, that are just kind of, you know, halfway putting out power, guess what? They die off. They die off. And your body makes new, powerful, young mitochondria. So now your cells are being powered by young mitochondria that are efficient, that do a good job. And you've gotten rid of the debris. You've gotten rid of the dead weight. You've gotten rid of the crappy mitochondria. They're gone, guys. So when you stand in an ice bath The weak ones go, oh, we're out, like we can't do this. The strong ones go, yeah. So you are essentially weeding out your bad mitochondria that are not efficient and are old when you push yourself to do something hard. So I want you to keep it in mind. It's not just something we want you to do for your brain. It actually has a molecular result in your body. And it also takes
0: the white fat, which is not metabolically active, and it's that unsightly fat on our bodies, and it turns it into brown fat, which is metabolically active and yes. a good thing to have. So there's so yes. many things. Those are just a couple of the things that are happening when you do push yourself yeah. a, and to be a little uncomfortable. But mentally, think about things. And Carrie gave you a lot of examples, but what can you do that's going to push you? beyond what you have been doing i hate to just keep bringing up relatives carrie i mean i like i'm not going to bring up any names of course but i can think of a couple of our relatives that just gone through decades of their life never trying anything new never doing anything different just letting their life pass them by without ever stepping out of their comfort zone and it's so sad because it's a waste
1: you know, I, uh, I've i been joking with Christy. There's a gal we follow that does some exercise stuff and she lives in Brazil. Anyway, all that to say, I'm like, we should go to Brazil and we probably will someday and go do that. But there are people that live their entire lives, Christy, never leaving the state. Mm never pushing themselves, never going to different restaurants, never making new friends, never standing up and going to a Toastmasters club and giving a speech, never, you know, going and getting a photo shoot of themselves. I mean, we're not even talking about exercise in cold water, guys. What can you do that is beyond what your comfort is? Do you love animals? Do you want to go volunteer at the animal shelter? Do you want to go meet new people? Can you go deliver meals on wheels? You know, can you, Do something that is outside of your comfort zone that it pushes your brain to develop. It makes you a better person. And again, it doesn't all have to be exercise related. It could be, Christy, it could be anything. Anything. Go get a photo shoot done of yourself. You've never had your own pictures, you know, stand up there and you know, do it. Like be brave, guys, and do something that's outside of what you would normally do. And you really will. Christy, I've known people that have never even left the city, they hardly left the city they grew up in. And I mean, not everyone has the funds to travel, but you can do something. I don't agree need- with that.
0: I, I don't agree with that statement, that last statement, because people can spend money on what they want. And when you do want something, you will find a way. Because if you want your, your caramel macchiato from Starbucks and it's $5.47, oh, you find the money for that. You know, but the, yeah, the, the curious point is you never know what you're made of. You don't know yeah. what you're made of until you zip try. Line. Do the that- zip line. The nice thing about our rebels is that when they join a 10-pound takedown and when they take their life back and they actually start to lose weight, it's amazing how much everything else around their, in their lives change. It's not just the scale going down, their confidence goes up. And then of course, the scale going down means that you can fit into certain things like zip lining. There is a weight lift limit. Like horseback riding, there is a weight limit. So when you get under that weight limit, you can try the new things that you've always wanted to try. And your confidence goes up and you're like, boy, I tell you, I've accomplished so much. I've lost 62 pounds. I've liked 162 pounds. I'm going to try blank. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that it is, it just Puts you in a different spot. I've always wanted to scuba dive. We'll go scuba dive. You know, I've always wanted to learn how to do the breaststroke. We'll go take those free swimming lessons down at the Y. You know, what I mean, I just think it's so important that you find something that has to do with you in your realm, in your world, and push yourself beyond. Whether it's a new author or volunteering at the library or singing a special in church, I mean, it does not have to be what Christy and I consider that. It could be anything for you. But its is it going to be uncomfortable? Yes. Are you going to make it? Yeah. You're going to do fine. And you're going to be better off having tried it. I would love for
0: you to open up this app of the podcast or comment if you're watching on YouTube, comment below or wherever you're watching. Comment and tell us what are you going to do or what have you done to make yourself uncomfortable. I would love to hear what you're doing. You know, you can leave a review and you can tell us and I can read it on the air. I would love to hear what you are doing to push yourself to become a little bit, just
1: grow a little bit. Just grow. I think that it's so important, Christy, because it just... It brightens your experience here on this earth. We got one time, one trip around, guys, one trip. And I want my grandkids to talk about me and my great grandkids, and they'll be like, because they're gonna call me Mima. I'm just telling you now. Okay. They're gonna be like, Mima was awesome. You know, she took us places. We went to caves. You know, Christy. Like, I remember at one time it was really scary for me to think about going in a cave where it got real close. And then I was like, Carrie, like that's not a big deal. Just do it. And I was like, Yeah, you're going to be fine. No one's going to get stuck do it in the cave. They, do you it know what I mean? Stuck just, in there. You just yeah. Well, until travels. that happens, and sometimes I have nightmares about that. Hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you got to be brave and just do the things that are hard because I think that they enhance who you are as a person. And you bring more to the table then. You bring more to the table as a person when you push yourself beyond what is comfortable. You know,
0: what really shaped me in my childhood was mom and dad letting us girls, just three of us girls, ages 16, 14, and 11, to take the family station wagon and drive uh, 12 hours to go see our relatives in California. And uh, that's just one way. And driving through an eight lane freeway and driving late at night. And that would really shape me because that made me, it built my confidence up as a kid. Like look at what we did, I can do, anything. I did yes. this. I can do anything. My boxing career, eight almost eight years and 15 professional fights. And I know after that, my gosh, I can do anything if I can get through that. And so when you do hard things, you reflect back on them and you remember, look at what I did. I can certainly do this. Yes. Uh, and it really builds up your confidence. to you push yourself further and farther, further and higher. And
1: I never want to be the woman. And again, I'm not I'm not putting anyone down because I think that everyone has their story, but I never, ever Christy want to be the woman where something happens to their husband and they don't know how to write a check. I mean, this stuff doesn't right. happen as much anymore. They don't know how to write a check. Right. They don't know what life insurance policy they have. They don't know how to make a car payment. They don't know how to, what their budget is. They don't know what they were spending on this. They have no idea how to do anything because they let someone else live their life for them. You mm. know what Rebels you live your life for you. So at the end, you can skid to a stop right at the gates of heaven and be like, I'm here. I'm ready. Not someone rolling you up in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Because you didn't do anything in life. I'd rather wear out than rust out.
0: Yeah. You know, you are responsible for your own happiness. Yes. So you Make it happen. Nobody's responsible. You're, it's not your husband's job. It is not your mom and dad's job. Nobody's job to make you happy. You got to do it. You look out for you. I love I mean, that. I'd rather wear out than rust out. I like
1: that. I'd rather wear out and just come skidding up to the good St. Peter at the gates with clouds of dust falling behind me and two worn out knees and bad hips and woo, here we go. Yeah. Then, oh, I have sat in a chair and watched Jeopardy for the last 20 years. Exactly, which, sis. Let me tell you. There are people like that, so yep. I understand if you're in that situation. But what can you do today to bring yourself? And I hate to use the term "live your best life," but what can you do today to become a better version of you? It might involve you being uncomfortable, mm. and you got to be okay with that. Well, in the words of my uh, neighbor
0: Chris Gethin, uh, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And uh, and what was it you said? You said push past
1: your comfort zone. How did you say it in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. But. All the only al- thing, the only thing constant in life is change. Christine. Yeah. things will always change. And if we've been sitting in a chair watching jeopardy for 20 years, you're not going to be comfortable when the change comes. you have to push past being uncomfortable to get to this next place where you need to be. And is it going to be hard? Yeah. But honestly you're just going to enhance your life so much better because you did the zip line because you stood in front of the church and, and did the choir The solo, it's going to be worth it in the long run. You got to trust us on this one.
0: Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle... That's the name of our podcast, and we appreciate you watching, of course, the 10-pound takedown. We have monthly rolling challenges. You can always get in on those by going to 10poundtakedown.com. I will link it up in the show notes. Guys, I would love for you to comment below and tell us or write a review or something. What did you do or what are you going to do to make yourself uncomfortable? Thank you for joining. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a rebel. And if you're not a rebel, we would love to have you join us in the rebel community. We welcome you with loving arms. You guys have a good one. And thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're a Code Red Rebel and you haven't already downloaded your free Code Red Lifestyle on the go guide, then now is your time to get a copy. This guide will teach you how to stay Code Red approved, even with your crazy life schedule. To get a copy right now, all you need to do is open your podcast app, go to this episode's show notes, and click the link to get your Code Red approved on-the-go guide. So I will see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.